0: what's going on everybody happy new year's eve wonderful cold iowa storming outside i'm here ready to talk some football with my boys big mike and james mike how you doing man
1: doing good man i got my fluffy crocs on you know i'm in holiday mode full tilt i got uh alabama in the background outclassing cincinnati so yeah everything's good man it's been a while
0: shocker 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 james my condolences (laughs) (laughs) condolences (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> condolences <laughs> for what what was that oh our fans are you talking about our fantasy champion
0: i'm talking about you getting your ass beat by by groover by chris and uh in our fantasy championship
2: yeah you know i guess uh 40 from t 30 from brown 30 from justin jackson just wasn't enough <laughs> Ugh, but when you have two players combined for minus five points i guess that'll do it right
0: yeah That'd you started lose. you i mean i i also started the chargers defense in my my fantasy playoffs that got me negative 6 points as well so
2: yeah man who, i'm really i'm really glad i added them 3 weeks ago like that was a key move in my opinion
0: hey who would have thought davis mills would turn out being good who who would have thought davis mills was actually a good quarterback
2: <laughs> i don't know man can't, only idiots who can't turn their camera on there you go <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> turn my camera on for a podcast that doesn't show a video
2: Ian has no camera, in case you couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. We're, we're chill. I got a house full of family, so if you hear some background noise, that's probably it. But uh, we're going to roll through it.
0: That's all right. You know, we haven't done this in a while. Hope everyone out there had a good Christmas. Hopefully you have some good plans for, for tonight. Unfor- unfortunately, today started off bad. I mean, we... Um, just today, another death in the in the world. Betty White passes away today at ninety nine years old, three weeks yes, before her uh, hundredth birthday. But um, the week started off bad, and of course, we have to cover this because you know Mike's got some ties with that. But John Madden passes away at the age of eighty five years old. A damn shame. But Mike, I'll let you start with that. What you got to say about Mr. John Madden?
1: So I'm pretty confident to say that we're all sitting here um one way or the other uh, gotta give John Madden the, the credit for that you know he 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 was put into our homes over the tv he was uh he's and he taught us football he taught all three of us football in some sort of way whether it was the video game or uh we we would listen to him on on uh, in football games um he taught us football he scribbled all over the tv with x's and o's and We didn't really understand it when we were kids, but as we got older, we had, we, we, we respected John Madden for, for what he contributed to football and to us to being big fans of football. Um, he was also a a great Raiders coach. He was before my time, but, um, you know, he, he laid the foundation for Raider nation and the mystique that's brought with that, you know, and, um, his, his coaching is is almost forgotten because he's only he only did it for 10 years. And uh, he was a commentator for longer than that. And, uh, you know, it's it, it we, we lost a we lost a figure um, this week, an icon. And um, he was an every man's man. Uh, somebody that you would like to have a beer with somebody that you would like to sit at the table on Thanksgiving with have some turducken. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah uh he'll be missed um you know he he, like i said he he's we got to thank him for for what he's done for football because i i mean he was a big influence on me as far as learning the x's and o's and trying to go deeper into learning that because he brought a different aspect to to commentary and it wasn't just oh so-and-so throws it to so-and-so he was probably one of the first guys to kind of break things down and Uh, x's and o's wise and 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 uh help the everyday guy understand football to a deeper sense so you know i gotta give that i gotta give credit to john madden for that and um thanks for the video game man (laughs) i mean it it killed a lot of time i spent way too much time playing his video game in college and um i don't have time for
0: that's what led you to the navy huh
1: right (laughs) right there you go and uh you know, I don't have time for it now, but you know, if I get time for it, I'll turn it on in his memory. But uh that's all I got for that one.
0: Safe to say you got to put him on the cover of the next Madden, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. He has to like be. The easiest decision they could ever make. Right.
2: Yeah, like you said, Ian, uh to say we're all here because of Madden would probably be an understatement. Um he uh he, I, I didn't really, so I, I haven't felt this way about someone famous, like, passing away since uh, Kobe Bryant died, to be honest. Like, right. I was uh, thinking about, you know, growing up and what I've done in my adulthood, and he, he's responsible for a lot of that, because, like, when I was growing up, you know, um, at Christmas time, I would always play Madden with my uncles and cousins, you know, it was like a tradition, and how, how cool was it when you met someone like you play Madden? Yeah, and then you like know, you hook up and you play some games, and you just hang out and chill, right? Um, yeah. I spent hours of my teenage years just franchise mode, you know, building rosters and just you know just playing the game to end to till to, to I I'm not gonna say die, but you know hours, hours spent on that game. and it really it really made me like you know love and appreciate the sport of football. And uh, lo and behold, you know he was on the my earliest football memory was Terrell Owens catching that pass against Green Bay. In the um, I want to say ninety-seven wild card, ninety-eight maybe. It
1: was ninety-eight and, wild card, yeah. Ninety-eight,
2: yeah. And lo and behold, he was on the call. You know, I didn't realize it at the time, but it, it's just fitting that my earliest football memory, you know, John Madden is calling the uh, He called Brady and Belichick's first Super Bowl. Um, he, his last game was the Steelers and Cardinals Super Bowl, which was probably one of the most memorable ones in the history of the league. But um, what I what I got, like I've been listening to a lot of, you know, Madden content the past few days, just people remembering his life. And so I really want to appreciate this man that that should be held in high regard. And from what I've gathered, like he everything he did, he excelled at like as a coach. 75% winning percentage. Man. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, as a broadcaster, easily the most famous broadcaster in the history of broadcasting. He brought it to another level. He he brought ratings with it. Like, there's no broadcaster today that does that. You know, if you replace uh I don't know, if you replace Chris Collins with with Mike Tirico tomorrow, Sunday Night Football would do the same ratings, you know? Exactly. Yep. And uh, and then obviously his video game just transcended generations. You know, it's really crazy when you think about like, there isn't a generation of football fan alive today that does not relate to Madden somehow. Whether his coaching tenure in the 70s, his broadcasting career for over 30 years almost, and then obviously the video game that a lot of a lot of young coaches today probably grew up playing. You know, it's it's wild. So, yeah, it this one, uh, you know, this one, this one hurt to see him, you know, pass away. Like I seen a picture of him a few weeks ago, and I was like, he he doesn't look too great. It's going to be a sad day when he passes. And lo and behold, here we are. But uh, you know, I, let's not let's not. I, I guess. That's the wrong thing to say. Let's not grieve the loss, but more more so, let's celebrate the life. And he had a great life. He loved football, related to a lot of people. He was just genuinely a good person. I want to I wanna share a quick story before I hand off to Ian. On one of these podcasts I'm listening to, they said that there was a coffee shop somewhere, maybe in the Northwest, where he liked to talk with the owner, get coffee and just talk football or whatever. And the coffee shop was a small place and they were... They were going under, they're about close, and this man just buys the coffee shop to keep it afloat. Because he wow. just likes to have that conversation, you know. I mean, this is neither here nor there, but he's probably like filthy which it's ridiculous. But yeah, that, that's one of the cooler things I heard about him from all this list, too. I mean, he definitely has-
0: yeah, one thing I want to touch on that you said, James, is you know, you said you hadn't felt like felt this way of a of a celebrity that's passed away since kobe and for me the one that hurt the most when i when i was growing up was steve Irwin. Irwin, but um you know kobe there's a lot of negative things i saw about kobe and about you know john madden comments i've seen like oh you you know it's just one person who cares blah 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 like that kind of ang it infuriates me because kobe and someone like john madden are the reason why people do what they do in their lives. For example, how many people that are playing basketball right now in the NBA or playing basketball in general are doing it because of Kobe Bryant? You know, it's the same thing as what you said. You know, you have memories of growing up playing playing uh, Madden with your with your cousins and your uncles and your and your brothers and your sisters and your dads. And I mean, I do, too. You know, I remember my dad like no one could beat my dad in 2004. Madden, he ran the same two plays. It's just impossible, you know. They use
1: Michael Vick. The Falcons? No, yeah.
0: Come on, come come on, man. We don't play anybody but the Vikings. Come on, I'm a real fan. You know, my dad would. My dad would do. We he'd sit there and I'd watch him play like like it was a real game, and he played franchise mode, and it'd be like year twenty, you know, twenty, you know, fifty or you know what I mean? Like it's it is something that. It is crazy. It's crazy to see, you know, like I w- I saw this picture this, or meme or whatever. It said John Madden's video game legacy <laughs> insisted on a real football, a real football game, made sure it was 11 versus 11, wanted fans to learn the sport, which is exactly what you said, Mike. Let EA Sports use an old playbook because we all know Madden playbooks are extremely you know, easy and he made millions as it became iconic. And it's crazy. You know, I know he was 85 years old, so sound like he passed away suddenly and in, in the in the way that the way that Kobe did or or Steve Irwin or somebody like that but it is it is sad to see and it's a sad day for football
1: yeah, yeah I mean it, you know I was just thinking like from every aspect whether it was fictional whether it was through a video game whether it was commercials on TV that was involved with football or the actual game itself like Madden had his stamp on that like I don't know if you guys remember one of my favorite movies growing up was Little Giants mm-hmm. and he showed up on the tour bus uh with the lowly giants they were trying to beat the you know heavily favored cowboys at that time and uh he he taught the kid the the the, the nerdy kid uh the annexation of Puerto Rico and yep. uh it won the game for him um and you know I I I, I was as a kid, I was that football player. I was also, you know, I, I can relate to to the nerdy kid who wanted to learn more about uh, coaching and and calling plays. And uh, that part really stuck out to me as a kid and even as an adult. So um, that, that's something that we can we can always remember with with uh, John Madden is that he had his stamp on everything. Uh, the tough acting to acting commercials, the Outback Steakhouse commercials like. Uh-huh. anything that had to do with football and he had a stamp on it and and you know that we we have we have to give thanks for him because he was the he was the guy and uh that was in our tvs and and taught us all that so yeah
2: yeah he's gonna he's gonna be missed for sure uh, i don't got much else to add
0: well it's just yeah. last thing to add is uh, i mean the most iconic voices duo, you know, Pat Summerall and John Madden, I mean, you mentioned mentioned the little Giants movie, The Replacements, he's, they're the commentators of The Replacements, and I saw something that said, like, I hope they're up there commenting together, which is kind of cool, but yeah, um, but last thing I
2: I actually, I got a little, I never, you know, I I never heard his Hall of Fame speech, but uh, I listened to a clip of it today, and I got a little teary-eyed when he said, like he thinks the bus talk to each other, and just like, you know, thinking of now he's passed, now he can go and have, you know, endless conversations with the rest of the Hall of Famers, and tell anyone else he wants to have a talk with. That was pretty. That was a pretty cool moment when he said that. That was pretty funny and hopefully true.
0: Yeah. So rest in peace to John Madden, but. Let's get away from the sad stuff because we talk about this all day.
2: Uh, Talk about the Vikings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want to talk about the Vikings? Let me talk. I'll tell you something about the Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins has tested positive for COVID-19. He's not vaccinated. So surprised it took this long. Um, but not surprised that it happened. There's so many COVID cases going on. So I'm thinking, great. You know, last week, Dalvin Cook out, not playing against the L.A. Rams, which I'm not going to sit here and say the Vikings would have beaten L.A. Rams with, with Dalvin Cook. Maybe, maybe not. Um, now they're going into Lambeau Field, prime time Sunday night with Sean Mannion as their starting qu- quarterback over kellen mond who they drafted in the third round who is extremely athletic the mvp of the senior bowl in 2021 they decide to mike zimmer the most conservative person in all of the world decides to make the most conservative move ever and and start sean Mannion. why because he's quote unquote managed a game before where he handed the ball 45 times to uh Alexander Madison and 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 I can't remember who the other running back was that game, but he's never thrown an NFL touchdown pass in seven years in the NFL, and you have a guy like Kellen Mon back there, right? and it, it it's still it, I can't even get the words out. It's so infuriating that you're going to go with Ke- with with Sean Mannion, Mike. What do you have any? What do you think on this?
1: Well, we can we can pretty much narrow down what the game plan is going to look like offensively. I mean, if if he was the guy who was handing the ball off 45 times uh, the last time he was he stepped on the field, I mean, I can't expect him to do anything else for this next game. So uh, offensive game plan figured out, um, it, it sucks, man. It's, uh, I'm not gonna speak too much on COVID, but it, it, it just, the Vikings were always right there, knocking on the door for the playoffs, knocking on the door each game they played, no matter who they played. And it just—it's just a shame to see that the season is gonna lie on, rely on this quarterback to get them through in Lambeau Field in January to get that last slot in the playoffs. It's—it's really—it's really, it's really um, just discouraging. Um, but I'm—I'm I'm gonna keep hope. If—if if 45 carries is what it takes, um, we we seen the—we've seen the Packers do this. Uh, They they were out with uh, they were without uh, Aaron Rodgers and they ran the ball heavy and they got the job done against the Cardinals. So, you know, maybe if you rely on your your running backs and uh, pass when you really need to little just to move the chains and run that clock, maybe you got a shot. Um, I'm just being optimistic here and um, hopefully it works out in your favor, man. I mean, because I'm sure they're eliminated if they do lose this game. So. If he can survive this game and and pull out a win, then you got Kirk Cousins next week to try to get you in.
0: I'm glad that you're optimistic, because I'm not. (laughs) And I I think that uh, Kirk, because he's not vaccinated, I think he has to miss next week's game against Chicago as well. Oh, man. so, So that's another reason why I think you just go with Kellen Mond. You know how much... Like athleticism, you add to this quarterback situation. Like you have a with Kirk Cousins, you have a quarterback who is extremely accurate. The deep ball is great. He gets flustered, you know, when the pocket collapses, and we have a horrible O line. So you instead have Kellen Mond, who is extremely athletic and run the ball. You add the RPO. um, You know, I think him and Justin Jefferson would have a great connection. You hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook forty-five times with he can do that too. I'm sure. Right, yeah. I'm sure Kellen Mon can hand the ball off just like everybody else, and he can run. Something Kirk Cousins cannot do. And when he does, it's it's like watching paint dry. He's so he's so damn slow. So I I really don't. I thought it was gonna be Kyle Sloter because they picked up Kyle Sloter like two days ago. But like really, it should be Kellen Mon. You drafted this guy in the third round, Senior Bowl MVP. Unless you just come out and just say, look, Kellen Mon sucks. Like. <sighs> Is that the case? Like, if that's the case, and that's the case, but like, I'm you. The only experience we have of seeing Kellen play was in the play uh, in the preseason, where he had COVID, so he didn't practice, and his he practiced for two days before the game against um, the Indianapolis Colts in the preseason. So his third practice as a Viking is in a preseason game, and he looked like trash. I mean, but he made some throws that you're like, oh damn, that was nice. But he, of course, he's throwing to the guys who were, were cut at the end of the season, or at the end of the preseason, it's just frustrating that you're going to go into this game with Sean Mannion, and it's like it's like Mike Zimmer's not even trying to save his job. Like, there is no way Sean Mannion goes into Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football and does anything remotely good for this team. I have no idea why they do... Like, Mike Zimmer's just like, you know what, screw it. Clint Kubiak, come up with a game plan to try to beat the freaking Fifth-ranked defense in Lambeau Field, whatever. James, what you got? James is going to tell me why Sean Mannion is good. I'm waiting Whoa. for this.
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> just I listen, got, everybody. I got I got nothing on Sean Mannion, the player. I just I don't think that. <laughs> I mean, sure Zimmer could be wrong, and it may not make sense for to go with Sean over Mont. But he's got to think he has the best chance to win with Mannion, right? Like he's not just going to punt. Punt a potential like he's not gonna do something that is not not doesn't give him the best interest to win like I I refuse to believe that that's not how, that's not how this business operates that's not how these coaches and players operate you know so I mean and like, like I said maybe he's wrong maybe you're right maybe they should go with Kelly Mond you know it makes sense he's a third round rookie uh, Manion is probably gonna be a, what what do they call it a journeyman a journeyman guy. Like yep. He was with McVay. I Did he start the playoff game against the Seahawks or was that someone else? Last year? That was John Wolford. John Wolford. Yeah. Okay. The Wolfman. Okay. I, I remember now. Yeah. So, uh, Matt LaFleur gave him great praise. He said he's got a big arm and he's going to do everything the coaches tell me. So like Mike said, that might involve turning around 45 times, but Hey, he's going to do it. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually wanted to clear up something you said about uh, Cousins. He could come back for Week 18 if he. Um, so the they changed their their uh, their COVID rules to the NFL did to get back on the field as per the CDC guidelines. So if you if you test positive, you gotta isolate for five days instead of 10, and if you're asymptomatic after those five days, then you're cleared to come back. You don't even, oh yeah, even, you're right. You don't even have yeah. to test negative for the disease. You just have to have no symptoms. Which, hey, that actually makes sense. Good job, CDC. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Sorry. I'm not, the CDC C- <laughs> also
0: the CDC also recommends the Vikings start Kellen Mond over Sean <laughs> Manning.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, the- <laughs> it doesn't
0: it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know the Vikings aren't gonna go beat the the Packers with or without or or um. With Manny Norman. I, it's it's over. Um, MVP Aaron Rodgers, you heard me. MVP Aaron Rodgers is yeah. gonna is gonna torch the defense. Devontae Adams is gonna have a million yards. Write that down. One million yards.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. So well,
0: it doesn't matter. Well, I even, just
2: one out of one out of every ten times you're wrong. Just say that. Anyway. Vikings have a nine percent chance to make the playoffs according to five thirty eight. So. It's not totally dead. It's never 100 or 0.
0: All you had to do was beat Cooper Rush and Detroit Lions.
2: Look, that, that's asking a lot, okay?
0: <laughs> but anyway, that's my rant on the Vikings, but I don't want to talk about the Vikings because um, I, as much as I love the I'm not a Vikings fan. Would you guys believe that I'm a Vikings fan?
1: Hey, man, the way you talk sometimes, man, I don't even know, man. <laughs> yeah, you could be a Packers fan. I don't
0: know. Oh, hey. shut the f- <laughs> That was kind of that was kind of rude. All right, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Mike, your Raiders, all they have to do is win and they're in, right?
1: Yes, sir. Las Vegas Raiders. We were down, and we came back up, and they were down again, and then we came back up. We're we're still in it somehow, man. I, I oh, this season, this season has been a roller coaster for sure. We start the season, we lose our, our starting D tackle with McCoy. And and that's just on defense. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We lose also a starting guard in the first game, and then uh, Gruden gets caught in a whole email scandal, as everybody knows. And then Ruggs, he, he you know he decides to be reckless on the car, and you everybody knows that story. Then we cut one of our 2020 first round picks for for being stupid on social media, and then we lose Kenyon Drake. Then we lose uh, Waller for a month, but we're still eight and seven going for the playoffs. I mean, can you name a team that is as gritty as the Raiders right now? I mean, can and this is this is as unbiased as I can possibly be. I can't I can't name another team that has been as as gritty and and just overcoming adversity more than the Raiders. And it would just make sense that they get rewarded for their grittiness. Um, They got the Colts this week um there's a few people on both sides that have uh covid um but uh, we know the cdc guidelines they could uh test they can test negative and be back in this game i'm not going to name the list of people but it is highlighted by uh colts quarterback um uh carson Wentz. uh he might be back uh, who knows but um at the end of the day it's not going to matter it's going to be highlighted by that running back uh jonathan taylor who is my mvp of the league but i mean he's a running back so he's not gonna get it and um the raiders are gonna have to stop him from from doing his thing but the raiders have shown the last couple of games that they can stop the run they uh they stopped the broncos for only 18 yards rushing last week um at home and the week before that they played uh they played chubb and he went over he went under 100 yards and, and the defense the, the raiders defense looks like they're they're formidable and playing good football at the right time so in saying all that i got a bold prediction for you guys and this is about as unbiased as as i can possibly be uh we'll, well uh james were you saying the raiders had like a 17 percent chance to make the playoffs or something like that so 17 yes
2: seven, according to 538
1: 17 17 percent so um I see the Raiders making the playoffs. I got the Raiders making the playoffs. They're going to beat the Colts um, this Sunday, and then they're going to go home and beat the Chargers the following week. And um, it's going to be because of, we're going to look back at it, and we're going to say, well, Derek Carr showed up in the most important times. And that's something that the fan base has been waiting for. What can Derek Carr do in a game where it counts? Now, I can't think of a game that counts more than these next two so um, I, got the, I, got, I got the Raiders winning against the Colts. Uh, this week, Derek Carr giving us a game-winning drive and uh, stealing a win in, in Indianapolis and then going home against the, the Chargers the following week and taking a win and getting in the playoffs somehow. Uh, what they do in the playoffs is a different story, but uh, that's, that's, that's uh, where I see the Raiders right now. Um, gritty team. Uh, they've been giving me headaches and heartache all season, but I- I'm proud of what they've been doing this year. It's I mean just, just despite all of the the adversity and the the brick walls they've been running into and all the problems off the field, they still have played competitive football. For the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, yeah, they they they've shown me a lot this season, and they're going to get in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I um. So it's a seven-point spread right now. It opened at seven, which tells me that Wentz is probably going to play, right? Because I think it dipped to four when he initially got COVID and they thought he was going to be out. But um, if Wentz plays, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still like the Colts in this game. (laughs) But I've been kind of high on the Colts since the season began, so... Kind of, and I guess apparently I hate the Raiders according to you guys. I don't, (laughs) I don't hate the Raiders, but no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think
1: you hate the Raiders, man. I don't think you hate the Raiders.
2: Uh, well, to, to your point, like you make a good point that you could argue they have been the grittiest team this year just from all of the off field stuff they had to go through. You know, ironically, they haven't been really hit with COVID that bad as some other squads, but you know, I guess to compensate for that, they just had a lot of other issues pop up but um yeah to still be in the playoff mix despite losing their head coach and their best receiver and um you say something I forgot but yeah no it's it's a it's a testament to, to Derek Carr the, the leader of that team is a testament to every player there just keep on you know gutting out wins that that win against Cleveland wasn't pretty but it counts the same as uh, as the um Cowboys win against Washington, you know one one win in the win column so yeah i you know what my financial interests would like the chargers to squeak in but they they're just shitting all over themselves the past 2 weeks so <laughs> if it's not the chargers i'd be happy if it's the raiders just 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 so you could have some more meaningful, meaningful football in january
0: yeah why not i'm sorry mike i hope i hope they do win but i just I'm going to end up taking the Colts in that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's it's been uh, I'm conflicted with this game because I, I I predicted about a month ago the Colts were gonna you know uh, go on this this big run like they have been, and um, I honestly don't see anybody beating the Colts in the AFC right now, uh, for the exception of the Chiefs. And um, you know, regardless if if they do lose this game. Uh, they're still going to be in the playoffs and they're still going to do damage. So um, if they're going to lose one before the playoffs, if they have to lose one before the playoffs, get it out the system, let it be this week, man. <laughs> just for my sake, please. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got for that, man. But, uh, that's it. James.
2: Yeah. The other Bay area team, well, I guess not Bay area anymore. Cause they moved inland to Santa Clara, but, uh, So in case you haven't heard, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his finger against the Titans, and then he played terribly. Maybe it was because of the finger, who knows, but he hasn't practiced all week. So all signs point to Trey Lance starting again for the 49ers against the lowly Houston Texans, who just beat my darling Chargers, so I can't even call them lowly, but here we are. Um, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories around Garoppolo's finger. And, you know, was Shanahan trying to mask it in the beginning? Did Jimmy's Camp leak the more serious issue to rapport, Rappaport, wherever his name is? I don't, I don't really care. It's funny. I'm all for real world conspiracies, but at football conspiracies, I kind of scoff at them. Uh, maybe I'm naive in that regard, but um, it, I guess it does make sense that, like, Shanahan wants to play it off as not a big issue. Um, cut to throw off the Texans or whatever and then maybe for for whatever reason maybe Garoppolo does want it to be known that his finger hurts more than what was being let off but whatever the case may be I don't know He has what I do know is he hasn't practiced all week Trey Lance should be starting and it's the same you know it's the same story as the whole year like I haven't really indulged in Lance and Garoppolo talks on social media because in my opinion there's not much to talk about like Clearly, Trey Lance was not good enough to start the regular season. Otherwise, he would have. The Niners thought Garoppolo gave gave them the best chance to win this season. So, they went with Garoppolo because Lance was not ready. But that doesn't mean that Garoppolo had any chance of starting next year. Like, this is going to be Trey Lance's team next year. Now, what gets interesting is... If somehow Garoppolo were to start next year, then we gotta talk about this being the potentially worst draft pick in modern history. Trading three first round picks up to number three for a guy who is not good enough to start by year two. That we will start having that conversation. But um as far as this week goes, like Trey Lance should start because Garoppolo hasn't practiced all week. You know, his he, he hurt his finger, he tore some things. Or I'm not a doctor, I don't know. You can look it up on me. But if they're still contemplating sending Garoppolo out there after having missed a whole week of practice, I mean, he's not like Aaron Rodgers where you miss a week of practice, you show up on Sunday, you're good to go. Like, he's not that level of player, you know. He, he could, at his best, he's a tier below that, but he needs that prep. So if they're still debating Garoppolo to start this week over Lance, that is a huge indictment on Trey Lance where he's at right now. And you also got to like point fingers at Kyle Shanahan because are you doing the best? Are you doing what's best for this kid in the long term as far as, you know, weekly development? And I don't think he is because he's, you know, obviously he's focused on winning, right? So he's going to be working with Jimmy this whole time. He's not really, this is just my speculation. Maybe he is, but to me, it doesn't seem like he's really putting a lot of effort into Trey Lance's development. He's just focused on the game plan that week and winning winning that week's game which that's what he's paid to do right he's paid to win games but he's also overall in charges operation for the next two or three years at least and uh I don't know it's gonna be really bad if Garoppolo trots out there with a hurt hand and it's just gonna raise a lot of red flags about what they're doing with Trey Lance where is he in his progression Why isn't he starting now having said all that? I don't think that's going to happen. I do think Trey Lance starts and um, There have been some very good practice reports about in the past month ever since he got So he hurt his finger in preseason. I believe which hampered his first month or so of practice But ever since then the players say he's been lighting it up now. It's practice talk I don't know how much stock you put into that but it it is good to hear good things, you know, rather than bad things, I guess. So I do think he's gonna start. I think he'll have success. But the um the, the bottom line is like the there there's no like how can I say this? If Grappos health is healthy enough to start this year, I think he's gonna start. Regardless of what Trey Lance does in this game. I I do believe this is Lance's team in twenty twenty two and beyond, but if he was good enough to start this year, he would have been starting already. And so that's just that's just the way it is. And so Shanahan's gonna do his best to put Lance and his team in a position to win this week. But if Garoppolo's healthy for week eighteen, it's gonna be Garoppolo against the Rams in week eighteen. That's just that's just what it is. So that's uh that's what I expect out of it. The Niners should win this game with either quarterback starting. Even a hurt Jimmy, I would expect him to win this game because I, I um I, I have more faith in them than I do the Chargers, ironically, on a in, in this game in particular anyways. Like I would put more stock in Herbert being able to lead a playoff charge to the Super Bowl, but for this game in particular, like I would trust the Niners to go ahead and take care of business regardless of who's that quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's interesting what you said about about whole the whole Trey Lance situation for for next year. Um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna panic, but it it is interesting to talk about. Uh, one thing about the Forty ers historically is that they've always had a uh, a good organization and they make sound decisions. They don't make stupid decisions really. They, I can't name one where they really made a dumb decision. As far as firing a, Harbaugh, a firing, firing
2: Harbaugh. <laughs> Right yeah, off that the
0: was top, dumb. Firing Harbaugh, hiring yeah. Jim Tomsula. Yeah, there you go. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess in terms of of, 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 of finding personnel, uh, the, the 49ers don't really stay bad for a long time. And I, I just, I, I really have confidence in in their in their decision to uh, handling uh, Trey Lance. I, I think that maybe next year, that I mean, I mean it wouldn't be surprising to me if. He doesn't start next year again, and they want to keep uh, Jimmy G for one more year. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, Aaron Rodgers. He sat for three years before, three or four years before he played. So I think maybe that, you know, the fan base is kind of, they, they jump to see the next guy a little bit too early sometimes. And I can see that maybe being the case next year for Trey Lance. I mean, we got to also remember that, out of college, he didn't play much., uh, he's a really green kind of guy. like he 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 has the intangibles, but maybe he still needs some work to retool as a quarterback. and it I don't see it hurting if he does sit for one more year. Um, I'm just speculating. I don't think that's gonna happen, but if that does, then it's not the end of the world either, and I don't see it as a bad decision, not yet at least. So um yeah, that's where I stand with that one.
0: I say play. Play Trey Lance just because I want to see all rookie quarterbacks playing this weekend. If
1: oh yeah, yeah. Drift,
0: Minnesota Vikings, kill um, Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, James is right. If if Trey Lance, was, I mean, the offense is so easy for a quarterback in that in that on that team. I think their scheme is built around a, a, a running back. Like you know, me, you, and the three of us could go out there and have a hundred yards in a game. Just because of the scheme that they play and I can't see how Trey Lance isn't good enough To do that I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo I never have James knows that um, <laughs> But you know he's a You're Shanahan just a
2: hater fan. bro You're
0: It's alright Kirk Cousins will look good in San Francisco <laughs> next year
2: But Oh that'd be interesting <laughs>
0: But we'll see. We'll see. But let's let's get let's get to our quick picks because we're running out of time. James, let's go. Quick picks.
2: All right, all right. Uh first one on the docket. Raiders at Colts. Colts are a seven point favorite. What do you got, Mike?
1: Uh, we got the Raiders pillaging just for fun. We're about to steal that game in Indianapolis and win by four in the final drive. Gotcha.
0: I love your optimism. I don't love your team. I love your team, but I'm gonna take the Colts to win.
2: I'll take the Colts, too. I'll be happy to be wrong. Uh, the Buccaneers at the Jets. Buccaneers are 13-point favorites.
1: I got the Buccaneers, and they'll cover as well.
0: Yep, give me the Bucs.
2: Yeah, Bucs. They're missing firepower, power, but can't be uh, Falcons at Bills. Bills are 14-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Uh, I think that win last week against the Patriots was uh, kind of a wake-up call for the Bills. Um, I got the Bills in this one. They might win big as well.
0: Seriously, the Bills have had the most 10-point differential or, um, the spreads in the season. They have to have. But I'm going to take the Bills, too.
2: Yeah, Bills all day. Um, Falcons suck against good teams. Bills are a good team, so Bills will win. In cover eagles at washington um we both picked the eagles to make the playoffs in our last episode and lo and behold they are co-favorites with the niners to hold those last two playoff spots over 70 percent probability according to 538 so they're four and a half point favorites here against the washington football team who you got Mike?
1: so uh, last episode we were speculating on who was going to make the playoffs and uh i was looking particularly at the this uh this game um where the Eagles and the Washington would split the two meetings, Eagles won the first one. I said that Washington was going to win, whichever whoever was going to win the first one was going to lose the second one. But I'm gonna change my mind on this one. The Eagles are playing good ball at the right time, so I got the Eagles.
0: Yeah, give me the Eagles too.
2: Yeah, um, I know no one cares about your fantasy team, but I I did make one team through in the best ball in the best ball tourney, where first place gets a hundred thousand dollars. So. If Hurts and McLaurin could go off in this game, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, give me the Eagles.
1: Nice, Washington.
2: Yeah. Uh, Chiefs at like, are they hosting? Are, are the Bengals hosting the Chiefs? Yeah. I could have sworn. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. It, I thought I was in Kansas City. Whatever. Chiefs at Bengals. Chiefs are four point road favorites.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs in this one, but it's gonna be a pretty good game. It's close. This uh, might be a playoff rematch at some point.
0: I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. But I I don't know. I do like the Bengals a lot, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'm an idiot because, among other reasons, I, I thought this game <laughs> was in Kansas City. And I sent a tweet out saying, uh, for the same reason that I thought the Bengals would be motivated against uh, the Ravens. I don't know if you heard Don Martindale's comments about chasing Burrow, but he's like, don't anoint them yet. They're nothing special. And then lo and behold, he throws 500 yards. In. So for that same reason, I thought that the Bengals would fall flat in here because Burrow would be taking body shots off a hot 20-year-old in downtown Kansas City for New Year's Eve. But they claim there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. So maybe they're focused in this game. I'll still take the Chiefs, but not in a route like I thought initially because I dumb. Uh, <laughs> the Jaguars at Patriots Patriots are 16 and a half
1: point favorite oh man uh yeah we, I'm gonna go Patriots <laughs> but 16 and a half can the Patriots even score 16 and a half I don't know I, I got the Patriots you mean can yeah the Jags score that yeah can yeah right yeah give me give me the Patriots by
0: not to cover but to the win. same
2: I, I gotta say trevor lawrence is like the luckiest person ever to get a complete mulligan his first year the 16 and a half point road dog i that's that's fascinating um, right yeah, <laughs> Patri- patriots are gonna win damien harris might run for another three touchdowns in this game. Yeah. dolphins at titans mike you need the dolphins to lose this game they're three and a half point underdogs
1: yeah uh this is I- i'm amazed at what the dolphins have been doing the last seven games they started one and seven. They won seven in a row. Um I think the dolphins, I think the dolphins can win this game. Um yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go dolphins in this one. They they're playing good defense and, and Tua's is doing just enough to keep them uh, out of trouble.
0: I'm gonna take the dolphins too. Make it eight in a row.
2: All right, this is bad because I want the dolphins too, so obviously the Titans will win big. I I'm just going to keep on banging my head against the wall with the Titans, not believing they're a good team. Maybe I'm an idiot. Give me the Dolphins to continue the streak. Rams at Ravens. Rams are a five and a half
1: point road favorite. Yeah, Ravens are toast. I got Rams in this one. They're playing good ball at the right time.
2: Yep. Rams.
0: Ravens, I don't even know who's going to be quarterback.
1: Yeah, I got I got the Rams too.
2: Uh Super Bowl future ticket on them, so I hope they win the West as well. That'll be nice. Rams, Rams beat the Ravens. Broncos at Chargers. Uh my other Darling team. Chargers are seven and a half point favorites.
1: Chargers rebound in this game. Chargers.
0: Yeah, your Darling team gave up fifty points to Davis Mills. <laughs> but I'm gonna take him to beat whoever's at quarterback for Denver.
2: Yeah. Can I, uh, I want to go on a little mini rant right here, if that's okay with you um, guys. It, it's, a, it's a week and a half. Okay, you're going you to say yes or no, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's a week and a half full topic about uh, analytics and football. Um, so the Chargers, you know, Staley embraces those those numbers, right? Uh, I just hate the, the way people use that term now. It's like lost all meaning. But half the time, they're not even talking about true analytics. They're just talking about basic math and probabilities. And if you just run the numbers off of a historical model and say, if you go for it here, if you kick a field goal here, here's your expected win probability, why would you not use that data to influence your decisions? Like, I don't understand. Um, I, I would have kicked the field goal against Kansas City to go up by a touchdown and a half, that's me, but it was a 50-50 decision according to the numbers. So. And then people want to begrudge Harbaugh for, you know, using this model. He's one of the winningest coaches the past three years with Lamar Jackson, so like what are we even talking about here, you know? Oh, he would have won the game if he did this. Yeah, he's won a lot of games using the same model. Um, sorry, that's my mini rant on that. Um,
0: I agree with you, though.
2: A- analytics are here to say, like, use them. You know, don't base everything off of them. Use your own, you know, context within that game or whatever. But there's no reason you shouldn't at least have this as a, you know, um, as a, a, a branch in your decision tree. But uh, give me the charges to bounce back. Or I think they'll... I think I think they'll get back on track here and hopefully make the playoffs. If not, the Raiders. I want the Raiders to
1: win. Texans at Niners. Niners are
2: 12 point, 12 and a half point
1: favorites. Yeah, I got Niners in this one.
0: Did you say Niners are twelve and a half point favorites? That's correct. I'm taking the Texans. Give me the Texans.
2: Oh shoot, Mister Dave you're gonna be the president of the Davis Mills fan club so. oh yeah <laughs> what,
0: what what how can you what are they 12 and a half point favorites
2: you know if it weren't for special teams they're a top 10 team in the league I'm Easily. just
0: I'm I'm not saying the the 49ers are bad 12 and a half point favorites to the team that just demolished
2: that's one game, me, and the Texans are still terrible
0: okay well you know what I'm gonna take them to beat your 49ers. <laughs>
2: Alright um, Well I got the Niners And uh, maybe you'll be laughing tomorrow night And I'll be just at the corner crying <laughs> Trey Lance <laughs> throws four picks And the future is bleak. after that How about that
0: The future is um, Davis Mills
2: they're, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna trade for Davis Mills After this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cardinals at Cowboys Cowboys are six point favorites
1: Cowboys, another one of those teams that are playing good football at the right time. I got the Cowboys.
0: They need to flex this game to Sunday night. There's no business having the Vikings and Packers on Sunday night. Flex this game to Sunday night. Um, give me, give me the cow. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. The Dallas Cowboys can't beat a team over 500. They haven't yet. The, the Patriots are over 500 now, but they weren't when the Cowboys beat them. Give me the Cardinals to beat the Cowboys.
2: Um, I was going to like strongly disagree with the flex thing, but they can still win the one seed, so Dallas does have something to play for here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The Cardinals have been so bad since they lost J.J. Watt. Sorry, on defense and... Kyler Murray's just not carrying this team like he could. I don't know what the issue is with that. Maybe Kingsbury is just an awful head coach the second half of the year. Who knows? Because they collapsed last year, too. They let C.J. Beathard beat them at home when they had a win and clinch a playoff slot. So I'll take the Cowboys again. Dak seems healthy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals make this a game. Uh, I would actually bet the money line they're 2-1 to one dogs to win. I would take those odds with Kyler Murray, but I expect the Cowboys to come through and get the victory here. Keep the pressure on Green Bay for that one seed. Uh, pa- Panthers at Saints. Saints are 6.5-point favorites. One of the candidates for
1: Mike for what? For yeah, Cowboys I got fight. the... For the pillow, uh, this is a pillow fight. Is this the <laughs> pillow fight
2: of the week? It could be. the The next game, actually, no, it's, the next game might be the pillow
1: fight. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this this up there though. Yeah, I got uh, I got the Saints to stay alive for for the playoff race, but uh, they won't make it. They don't have an offense. So, but I got Saints this week.
0: Uh, who's playing quarterback? Ian Book.
2: If it's Ian Book, it's a pillow fight. <laughs>
0: I'm going to take the Panthers. Yeah, no, I'm not. Agreed. I'm not going to take the Panthers. I can't take Cam Newton. I can't take that dude seriously anymore. Give me the the, the Saints, I guess. I'm guessing, the, I'm, Taysom
2: ge- Hill started.
0: I'm guessing the next game is Bears-Giants.
2: No, the next game is uh, uh, Seattle and Detroit, which I was trying to get Taysom Hill status, but um, yeah, you threw me off. Ian. <laughs> who are ta- you taking? I said Saints, I guess. Oh, the Saints? All right. Yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll take the Saints too, I guess. But oh yeah, whatever, well, this game sucks. Uh, Lions at Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites. The ghost of Russell Wilson, his last, his potentially last home game with Pete Carroll in Seattle.
1: So you said uh, this is Seattle and uh, Detroit? You said Seattle and Detroit. Yeah, I would call this the pillow fight. This is definitely a pillow fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what, man. I've I've been like zero for three picking Detroit, but I'm picking Detroit. All right, this I'm 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 going with them. I'm going with them. Detroit.
0: I'm going with Seattle.
2: Uh, give me Detroit because I would just love to see more Seattle misery. So I'm gonna take Detroit, and uh, I don't see Giants and Bears right here. And they must be off the betting board at this at this sportsbook I'm using. Is that an actual game? Chicago, New York.
1: Yes. Yeah, it is ultimate pillow fight right there.
2: All right. Well, I guess Chicago's a six-point favorite. Maybe I skipped or something. I don't know. But who you got, Mike? New York or Chicago?
1: Oh man, somebody has to win this game. That's the sad part. Um, I I got. Oh man, I got the I got the I got the Giants. Mm -hmm. I got the Giants for this one.
0: Uh, give me the Bears to win their last home game. Letting Matt Nagy win his last home game as head coach. Andy Dolan versus Mike Glennon. How freaking fun is that gonna be? <laughs> Gimme give, give me give me the Bears.
2: Oh man. I for some reason I, I don't even want to pick a winner. Like this is just yeah. terrible. Um whatever. Give me the home team. Chicago's <laughs> the home team, right? Yeah. Yeah, give me Chicago. And then uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. So I see Green Bay at the 12-and-a-half point favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay. Like I said, it's sad to see how the season ended for the Vikings. Uh, Green Bay for this one.
0: Yeah, I don't see how they don't cover.
2: How about a 6-3 halftime score in the last play of the half? Sean Mannion breaks his shoulder, and we get Kellen Mond to come in, upset the Packers in Lambeau, in historic fashion for Minnesota.
0: You're still picking the Packers, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm picking the Packers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that'd be pretty cool to see, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Sounds Sounds like, sounds like a, a, another movie. A movie coming out. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, last game, Monday night, potentially Ben's last home game. Uh, he's hosting the Browns as I think a three-point underdog. Well, I just, I just, yeah, three and a half point underdog. The Steelers are to the Browns. At home.
1: Uh, Do it for Ben, man. I think he's going to, I think the team is going to rally around him for this game. I got the Steelers in an upset.
0: Yeah. Do it for Ben, except for Chase Claypool. He'll make it about himself somehow, but Pittsburgh wins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2010 Ben Roethlisberger is not amused by this point spread. Uh, yeah, give me a Steeler. screw it. They'll, they'll win one more for Ben. Still somehow be alive in the playoff race. But, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all the games. That's all the picks. We had our Homer episode. We paid tribute to John Madden. Um, what else you guys got?
1: Mike? Just win, baby. That's all I'm asking for. Two more games and we're in.
0: Must be nice. Hey, I hope you guys, I <laughs> hope you two have a great New Year's Eve. You know, happy New Year's. It's 22. Ha <laughs> ha. Dad joke. I'll see you next year. Ha 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 Stay safe. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Call an Uber. Uh, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys next week.
2: Yep. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy uh, New I will, I will see you. Oh, oh, oh,
0: episode. oh. Oh, this is going to be James's last episode for about eight months.
2: Yeah, I will I'll try to record an episode when I get back before the season starts, give you all of my takes and whatnot. But uh I will be on a little cruise for the next several months. So wish me luck. I wish everybody else luck and a happy new year. Hope you had a happy holidays. Nothing but good health and prosperity for everyone who who decides to listen to us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.
1: Hey quick I really quick mean, uh I really mean that quick uh Quick, uh, a prediction: Where where do the 49ers where do the Forty Niners pick, and who do they pick in the draft? Since you're not going to be here. Oh, dude, I have
2: no idea. I'm not going to bullshit you with an answer. I don't follow the draft <laughs> like that. Um, I hope they pick in the in the low twenties because that means they'll win, they'll be in the playoffs, and maybe win a game. So actually, no, win a game will be mid twenties. So mid twenties, and they're going to take a DB. How about that? Let's take. A okay. DB. I
0: like it. I like it. That's stay stay safe out there, James.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You guys stay safe in here too. All the
1: craziness and everything. Yeah, I'm gonna miss you guys. Oh yeah, miss you too, man. Miss you too, man. Oh, yeah. All right.